And welcome back to the 2023 episode 48 of the Run and Steel podcast about the NFL draft. Introducing Dominic and Chris Paskowski. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. We're here to talk about the draft. What else is there to talk about, Chris? I don't know, but that's the intro that you decided to go with, huh? Yes. <laughs> You're like, I got to think of something big. And I was like, welcome back. And I was like, nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, something, something a little different, a little bit, a little spicier. But, but like I, I, I said, there's nothing else to talk about. It's just the draft. That's what we're here that's for, That's all it folks. is, baby. Because the draft is over. Now, you know the results. We know the results. Let's talk about it a little bit. Let's be a little excited about it. And before we jump into that, if you want to listen to Chris and I's real-time reaction of round one of the draft, it is posted on our Patreon. I'm just kidding. We don't get paid. It's posted on our page. It's a bonus episode, too. It's not anything special. You don't have to pay extra for it. You can if you want to. There is a donation link. But you can listen to that. Chris and I react to it. We actually did stream. It was super fun, uh, especially because we had some people we know come in there. It was only two people, but that's okay. That doesn't matter. It was but still we knew them, and that <laughs> made it special. And it was fun, and we reacted to it, and we were very excited about what had transpired and kind of what happened with our picks. Um, kind of fixing my mic a little bit right there. Anyways, so let's get into I it. I think you sound great. Well, you can't actually tell, can you? No, I can. Uh, it went a little louder. My mic is not connected to my uh, speaking device for you. <laughs> Anyways. Likely excuse. Carry on. Let me paint the picture for you. It's Thursday night, April 27th, 2023. And Dominic and Chris just got back from a softball game where they got smacked. And they're sitting downstairs <laughs> watching the draft unfold. Sure, they got to things a little bit late. Sure, six picks have already been picked. Sure, Dominic's son Sam had peed on the floor and caused massive frustration <laughs> and confusion and upset the entire household. But they were there and they were ready. And they waited patiently with anxiety, filled in their stomachs about who the Steelers are going to take first. The picks just kept coming and coming and coming, but not in a sexual way, although Chris and I were very, very hard the, the 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 picks were going the entire faster faster. time the entire time rock solid pants shorter and tighter picks were flying off the board picks that we couldn't even believe we were so shocked by the picks and two names kept falling down the ladder Christian Gonzalez and Broderick Jones oof, oof. and you and know we at thought this to point ourselves go ahead Chris tell us people know what you're thinking saying it. And at this point, tensions were high, and we just kept thinking, we're like, oh my God, we're going to get one of these dudes? And then, in my mind, in classic Steeler fashion, I thought, we're not going to get either of these dudes, and we're going to draft some bum who's a third-round projection named Burrell Deadmonds, and I'll be like, what the f- what? <laughs> but you know but what? That didn't happen. Because this isn't Kevin Colbert season anymore. This is Omar no, Khan season. Did you say the con artist? I said the con artist, Chef Con, cooking up picks. And here's Shaka how it Khan? happened. We get oh Shaka Khan, let's go. We get to pick Kangas 14. Khan? Patriots are on the board. Kangas Khan, I like that. Good Pokemon reference. And ruler of 
all of Asia. <laughs> King Khan. Nice. nice. Thanks. Uh, back to the draft. Pick 14 comes. <laughs> Chris gets a notification on his phone. We're spoiled. We're streaming it. We're delayed. And he says, Dom, there's a trade. Steelers have moved up with the Patriots, and we're picking right now. Gonzalez, Brian Jones on the board. Who are they going to take? We were happy with either, but we knew. They jumped out of the Jets. The Jets wanted a tackle. We knew the tackle's probably in the future. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen, and everything in between? We got Broderick Jones. Woo! Cue the music. <laughs> Broderick no, Jones. It was great. It was awesome. I I loved it, and, and it was such a a big move because you know he wasn't going to be there if we would have stayed in our spot. And the fact that we only had to move up three spots to get Broderick Jones, arguably, you know the the second best tackle in, in the in the draft. Um, I'll take it. You know, like I, I'm so excited for Broderick to be on our team. I think he's going to be a difference maker. Sorry, Dan Jones, but I guess you're going to be back up from here on out. But I'm sure you understand, big guy. Oh, he he knows the drill. He's got another drill. But but we were so excited for that pick. We we're so happy. And you know, Chris and I did plenty and plenty of mock drafts. And the top three tackles of Paris Johnson, Skaronski, and Broderick Jones, they never fell to our pick. And I guess they wouldn't have fallen to our pick here. But we got him. All we had to do is trade our 120 pick. The con artist strikes again. And after the yeah. night ended, we set ourselves with Broderick Jones. But that's not all. We decided we have to watch the rest of this draft because who could we get in round two? And as the chips kept falling, two players remain for possible round two. Joy Porter Jr. or Brian Branch. Again, Chris and I stuck, not stuck between a rock and a hard place, stuck between a pillow and a good place. Do you like the reverse analogy? I, I don't. Did. It wasn't very creative. I hated it. Oh. But here we were, second round. Two picks that we would have been very happy with. What are they going to do? Everyone's talking about all day. The Steelers are going to trade down. They're going to get more capital. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. They're going to trade out and get more picks. But, like Chris and I had said, would you rather have more picks of decent players or get a surefire starter right now? The Steelers agreed. They did not get an offer crazy enough to pull the trigger, and they picked their guy. And they drafted in the second round with the first pick thanks to Chase Claypool going to the Bears and racking up 100 yards with them for the rest of the season. The Steelers got Joey Porter Jr. Chris, why don't you tell the people about Joey Porter Jr.? Uh, Well, as some of you may know, Joey Porter Jr. is the junior of Mr. Joey Porter uh, son oh. of our all all pro linebacker back when we won the Super Bowl in 2005 with that studly defense. Uh, for those of you that may know, uh, Joey Porter is a talker. He's a little bit of a smack smack talker guy. He likes to uh, run his mouth a little bit. And let's just say JPJ doesn't fall short from that tree. You know, I've I've heard he he likes to get in people's faces. He likes to uh, talk smack. 
they were interviewing him, you know, during that pre-draft process. And, you know, they made that joke, like, who, who's a better trash talker? And he's like, ah, you know, my dad, he's pretty good, but I think I, I got him there. But anyway, I think we're getting an absolute stud. And I think it was the best move to make, right? Like you said before, we could have traded back. Steelers fielded offers from other teams, you know, and they thought, mm, this ain't for me. Let's go with the for sure killer right here. And they got one with JPJ. I mean, he's the all-time pass blockup uh, leader at Penn State, which is pretty impressive. And I mean, it probably could have been more if they would have passed the ball his direction towards the end of the season, but other teams knew better than that. You know, he might not have racked up the picks. He might not have gotten the flashy interceptions, but you know what he does? Joey Porter Jr. creates opportunities. And that's exactly yes. what this defense needs, especially when we have guys like Minka in the backfield who loves to catch it off the bobble. <laughs> Come on. It's a hook the line and sinker. safety in the league. Absolutely. And I love this pick. I'm so happy. I was, I remember, remember when we were talking, I was like, Dom, I just, I feel like I get way too attached to our picks. Like we haven't even made them yet, but like the number in which you pick, I'm like, I don't want to trade that. I just like, I know who I want. Let's get them. And we did. Yep. Yep. I remember that. And and we're sitting, and then we sat there through all of our max, oh, through all our max. What am I talking about? Through all our mocks. I never once imagined we'd get a top three tackle and a top three cornerback. That's exactly Absolutely what not. happened. Broderick Jones, maybe the highest ceiling tackle in the uh, in the draft, with his athleticism and quickness, and, all, and and he just needs to get better technique. But he gets by so much on his athleticism. I mean, talk about bona fide stud. And Joy uh-huh. Porter Jr. If he can play up to his level, that he can play, and the goal, the dream scenario is for him to just shut out a weapon by himself, and then the rest of the ten guys taking care of the rest of the offense. That is a dream scenario. JPJ shutting receivers down, causing tip balls, like Chris said, and TJ Highsmith and Cam rushing the quarterback. Good luck. Listen, I just have to give a shout-out to three NFL teams for making this possible. First, I got to give a shout-out to the Chicago Bears for drafting uh, Wright, Darnell Wright. It was Darnell, right? Darnell Wright, Wright. Uh, forgetting him instead of our boy Broderick. That was a head scratcher, but hey, I think it could be a good pick for him. They really need that on the, yeah, better pick for them. Uh, I got to thank the Washington Commanders for uh, reaching for Emmanuel Forbes at whatever pick they had. And I'm not saying Emmanuel Forbes is not a good player. Dom and I scouted him. We really wanted him, but more of like a second, like late second, like 49. Is what we were but thinking. Pick sixteen. Oh, Get real. <laughs> and Get thank you real. to the Patriots for allowing us to make that jump. Uh, you know, if it weren't for those three teams, we wouldn't have Broderick. I believe we wouldn't have Joey Porter Jr. Best best two picks I think I've ever seen back to back. Well, I might have to take that back. Last year was pretty good too. And now we're riding this high. Right in this high of our first two picks are bona fide starters, bona fide contributors, day one. Do you think Omar Khan could do it again? 
with the second pick in the second round? Could you get another day one starter? Or is he going to trade that pick for some more picks? Mm. But like we said, when the player's there, you can't trade the pick. And they go and draft bona fide starter right away on the Steelers' defense because we didn't have a single good one of this position already on the roster. They draft defensive tackle Keanu Benton. Keanu Benton out of Wisconsin. Big body. We also scouted him. Chris and I are three for three on scouting players. Chris, why don't you tell the people about Keanu Benton? First, I just got to say that after Keanu got drafted, I spent an obnoxious amount of time watching highlights. My wife was getting mad at me because I was spending way more time paying attention to that than her, naturally. Uh, naturally. But, but um, you know, I have to say the person whose highlights I enjoyed watching the most were Keanu Benton. I mean... You know, most of the time, and we've talked about this pre-draft process, both the O-line and the D-line are two positions to where, like, especially O-line, highlights are very weak. There's nothing to it. I mean, obviously, if you get those, like, sick blocks, pancakes, whatever. But, like, defensive line, there's there's not a lot. They don't really seem too involved in anything. But that was not the case with Keanu Benton. He's a big body dude. He is so fast. And his hand movement is incredible. The fact that he can, like, shed blockers like that in the blink of an eye get through them make some tackles of oh, what he had over 10 10 tackles for loss last year the dude is a is oh, an yeah. animal and he's quick i think he's the fastest defensive tackle in the draft so yep. i mean i think i think we got a dude way later than what he should have gone i shouldn't say way later it was pick 49 but like still you know a, a top player definitely a top five top three defensive tackle prospect uh and at 49 the con artist strikes again dom yeah we got another day one starter in keanu benton a defensive tackle position was not great for us we're looking at tyson alualu who's actually not signed with the team yet um and old Montrevis Adams, who, who went down last year or had a down season. Uh, and there were a couple signees. Brendan Fehoko, who was an undrafted player at the Chargers. And Armand Watts, who has had up and down spots in Minnesota and Chicago. But now you got Keanu Benton to fill that role right away. Could learn with the best. Cam Hayward. And we're crushing this draft. You're absolutely. Three to three. Day two's over. Friday's over. We're going to bed on such a high. We're 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 just giddy, like two guys who just watched their team crush the draft, and that's exactly <laughs> what we did. <laughs> but it wasn't now, over. It was not over. Day three came. We woke up, and Chris and I thought, "Now's the time to not trade your pick again and get Trenton Simpson." But you know what? The Steelers had their own plan. They, we, we don't know if this is the wrong move yet. The Steelers had their own plan. They said, you know what? This linebacker class is weak AF. We don't want to draft a linebacker in this class. We're going to trade our pick back, grab a fourth rounder back from the Panthers, 
and they drafted a little bit later in the third round, and they got Darnell Washington. Good God, Mount Washington, tight end, coming to the team. Say hello to 12 personnel and two tight end sets, because it's going to look good. It's going to look real good. I like the Mount Washington. I think it's very fitting. Uh, for whatever reason, I came into this whole thing thinking he was six foot eleven. Turns out he's six seven and shorter than Gentry. But you know what? I think he makes Gentry look look pretty tiny, in my opinion. You know, he plays like six <laughs> eleven. Yeah, he does. And you know, I the very first thing I thought about, and I'll admit, I was I was a little upset at first. Um, knowing that we traded back because you know Ravens go and get Trenton Simpson. Big time guy. I was like, we need a linebacker so bad. And he was like the last dude that I was just like all about. Um, and then we passed on. But but to go back, get that extra draft pick, and to get a playmaker in Darnell Washington, who was projected first round by many, many scouts, is unbelievable. And, you know, I word got out. People were talking, saying, oh, you know, they were worried about his, his knees swelling. Well, yeah, I mean... My knees would swell too if I had to carry around this big honking dick all <laughs> everywhere with me. God, talking about <laughs> suffering with BDS, the big dick syndrome. Like this dude, he's six seven. I mean, it's his big. member's probably six foot. You know what I mean? So like, that's what I'm saying. His, his knees weren't swollen from the game. I'll tell you much. His knees were swollen from the game that he's spitting. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, I feel you. Yeah, so God, what a what a steal in the draft! I'm telling you this much: if there's ever a situation where we just have to throw a hail mary, which looking at our personnel, we should do that every single down, every single game. Yeah, uh, I would, I would have Washington out there, Fryermuth, who's the short tight end at six foot five. Uh, you know, George Pickens at six three, and then Gentry at six eight. God damn. The, I was watching this thing, uh, and it was like, who do you compare Darnell Washington to? And the, this dude this dude looked straight in the camera, and he said, LeBron James. And I was what? like, yeah, I guess if LeBron were to play tight end, like people have joked about, he'd look a lot like yeah. Darnell Washington. What a stud. I'm so happy about it, getting him at 93. Good pick. He's a humble guy as well, a guy you can root for. His, his bio and a lot of social media stuff says the number six lineman, he likes to block. He's good at it. He's nasty at it. We're talking about adding another block to the line. Najee's rock hard. Kenny's excited for a big, tall target to throw to. I mean, we're talking about a good outcome. It's hard to not be excited. You, then you always remember Matt Canada's there, and you, you, you start to get a little flaccid. But we're ready to go. We're ready for the season right now. Darnell Washington did not get number zero for his jersey number, but always be number zero in our hearts. Uh, well, never mind. But he's here and he's ready to play, baby. Then, moving on to the number to our fifth pick in the fourth round. Fifth pick total, first pick in the fourth round, only pick in the fourth round. <laughs> the the picks are going. It's now my son's birthday. We're kind of paying attention, kind of not. Who's just, who the Steelers going to pick? People are dropping, people are dropping. And again, Omar Khan goes for the best available player while also getting a position in need and drafts. 
outside linebacker Nick Herbig. <laughs> Nick Herbig adding to the family BS that Steelers like to do because they signed Nate Herbig in the offseason. So more brothers are on the team. Nick Herbig, outside linebacker at Wisconsin, teammates with Keanu Benton. TJ Watt went at a lot of Wisconsin pro days and helped coach him up. Now they are teammates together. We're going to talk about a guy who's a little bit smaller, but so is TJ coming out of college. And I'm looking for him to build up muscle and to be a much-needed help on the rotation for outside linebackers more than Malik Reed was. Absolutely. And, I mean, here we are talking about, you know, siblings in the NFL and everything. And, and you know, I was under the impression that um, Philadelphia was the city of brotherly love. But I think Pittsburgh's making a, a big case at that title, all right? Yes, sir. I mean, we got... We got dudes. We got siblings everywhere on this team. We're just one big happy family. Uh, it's wonderful. And uh, we to get a dude like uh, Nick Herbig is unreal. I mean, it's, it's someone that I scouted that we we, we talked about. Um, he is a, a great talent. He's just so fast off the edge, being able to get in at that quarterback. Um, he plays with so much passion. And I, I, I think watching his... A video of when he got drafted was so fun because he's like, man, I'm so excited to be a Steeler. Like, man, you could just feel that energy and I'm I'm ready for him to just bring that out and to finally give TJ and Highsmith a break, and but not a break for the opposing team. That's for sure. Nope. So bring, bring the Herbig. He's got great bend and all he did at Wisconsin was get sacks. Like I said, I think it's going to get a little bit bigger, but so did TJ when he came to the NFL, and that's not <laughs> going to be hard to do. No. Then, Chris and I had to wait a lot of rounds. Matter of fact, a historical amount of picks we had to wait for as the Steelers did not pick for the most. They've had to wait, or they had the most amount of picks in between their picks from the 4th and 7th round ever in team history since 1968. Mm-hmm. Seventh round came. We're thinking they could go one way, they go another way. The Steelers draft again, best available player on the board, Corey Trice. Corey Trice, <laughs> Purdue cornerback, had some injury concerns, had an ACL tear. He uh, he was mocked somewhere as a third round talent dropped to the seventh round because of his injuries but this is another tall man coverage safety like JPJ and we might have found ourselves we might have found ourselves a gem here Chris oh absolutely if we're talking about steals you know I think the Steelers made quite the impression in this draft with multiple of them but you know, you heard it over and over after Corey Trice was selected. They're like, God, this may be the steal of the draft because he was rated so high. And to have him fall to us in the seventh round, especially when we needed cornerbacks. I know we got JPJ, but then to get this other dude and to learn That's under crazy. Patrick Peterson. Crazy. The dudes, yeah, our, our, all of our cornerbacks are like taller than 6'2", which is nuts and, and wonderful. I just... I don't know. I'm I'm excited. I think Corey Trice will bring a lot of you know energy to the game, and I think he's going to help JPJ progress and, and want to get better. And I think he's going to do well himself. So I I don't know. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing how Trice does. 
And the best thing about that is with the high pedigree that comes with that pick and people saying that that was a big steal and a big gem. And it's always nice to remember, Steeler fans, that this was a seventh round pick. So if he doesn't Miami. pan out, will be it. Seventh round pick. That's pretty crazy. And then with our second pick in the seventh round, the Steelers drafted Spencer Anderson. <laughs> Spencer Anderson, welcome to the team. Don't got much to say about you, buddy. Hope you make the roster. And that's not to say you're bad. Listen, <laughs> he's a he's an athletic <laughs> lineman who's played all the positions on the line. That's valuable. That's good depth. You can put him anywhere, and that's going to be depth. That's why I feel like he might make the 53 roster, why he makes the team, because he can play any position on the line because his athletic ability is so high. And that was the seemed to be the theme of the draft. Get athletes. Get dogs. Mm-hmm. What do you think about Spencer Anderson, if anything, Chris? Uh, exactly what you said. He's versatile, man. He's played at tackle, guard, center. I mean, like, you know, he's going to get some opportunities in there. He's going to start some camp battles uh, for sure. And I think he's just going to be a guy that will push our players to be better and to to challenge them. And, uh, you know, even if, even if he's not a day one starter – I think he's going to do a great job by giving us some backup, and he's a big body dude. Uh, you know, I I could have gone elsewhere with that pick personally. I I I was a big Ivan Pace fan who went undrafted, uh, and that really hurt. But you know what? Obviously, I am not uh, in the Steelers front office. I don't know uh, the ins and outs, and I am not Omar Khan. And Omar Khan is God. So um, <laughs> I'll let him. Do what he wants to do. I think Spencer Anderson's going to be a good pickup for us. Uh, maybe not anything prolific, but I think I think he'll uh, make make a spot on the team. Uh, the the Steelers. That is how the Steelers finished the draft in 2023. They had seven picks. This is one of the few drafts I wish they had more picks. I mean, you always want more picks, but the Steelers were absolutely crushing it. It seemed like every team sucked at making their picks this year, besides a couple select ones. And across the board, they got a good grade. And Chris, what grade do you give this draft? Uh, can I do an S? S-tier grade? S-tier. S-tier, A-plus. That's the grade we're giving the draft. This is the best draft I've seen since I've been alive on this earth. Top to bottom. That is not a bold statement. That is a fact. You know, I I think going by each player, there's not a single one. I wouldn't give anything below an A minus. Realistically, especially when you're looking at team needs and overall player and athlete of who we selected. Uh, I mean, Spencer Anderson. I might. I'll probably give a little bit lower, but like he's a seventh rounder, so it really doesn't matter. Right. Right. Uh, I mean, best draft I have ever witnessed with these two eyes. It's so exciting. We're only in May right now. It is May 4th. May the 4th be with you for all you nerds out there. Um, And we're ready for Steelers football now. But we live in Minnesota, so we can't wish away the summer. We only get two months of it. (laughs) It's cold again. (laughs) But I'm ready to watch some football. I'm excited. And uh, there's going to be a lot of lull time in between. Uh, we're going to be taking breaks as well. We went every week last year, or we only missed a couple weeks based on vacation or sickness or whatever. And um, I'm very proud that we did that. But 
uh, we're going to take some breaks this year as yeah. uh, our listener count is still around the same. Thank you for those who do listen, though. Really appreciate that. Um, but that was a great draft. To wrap it up, the Steelers did sign some undrafted free agents. They signed quarterback Tanner Morgan out of Minnesota. Let's go. <laughs> Jordan Bird, San Diego State. Fullback Monte Pattenbaum from Iowa, who a lot of people like. A lot of people excited for. We'll see how that plays into it, especially with getting Darnell Washington and how they use Connor Hayward. That'll be an interesting tidbit later on as the team start practicing. Edge rusher David Perales from Fresno State. Uh, dude had like nine forced fumbles and like 11 sacks. Um, so look at that little gem. Maybe he makes a squad. You never know. D, D lineman James Nyamwaya. Don't, did not pronounce that correctly, but that's okay. Mary Mack College. And <laughs> kicker BT Potter from Clemson, who people like, but you're not beating the boss. I'm very sorry to tell you. Uh, the Steelers also invited some other people to rookie main camp, including XFL uh, XFL's number one receiver. Uh, already booked. Oh, Hakeem, Hakeem Butler. Butler from the Seattle Battlehawks, I believe. And uh, this dude is also six five, six four. What? He's six. He's he's tall. And he's fast and he's big. He was drafted in twenty nineteen. Had some bad injury luck. Went out of the league. Came and played that played for the XFL. Had the go Aaron McCarron thrown to him, and he lit it up. Mm-hmm. And now he's coming to our team for a tryout. What a great another asset to potentially make the squad. And uh, I, everything just looks like it's going up for the Steelers, and I'm excited, Chris. Uh, literally, literally and figuratively. Look at the height of all these wide receiver prospects, and then you have Calvin Austin, who stands at five foot two, uh, but he's a quick, shifty, shifty guy. So excited to have him back. I agree. I, I, uh, every year it's the same old song and dance. We have the draft. We get super, uh, invested and, and excited about these players. Uh, you know, it's the slow part of the year. So I'm sure you, uh, do this as well. But I've just been watching a ton of Steelers content, just trying to do whatever I can to stay on top of things. Um, like I was just watching Kenny Pickett's, uh, interview on the pivot, uh, with Ryan Clark. And, you know, that's just a fun watch. And it, yeah, it's a good listen, talking about his uh, experience rookie year and, and kind of where he sees himself moving and improving uh, for the next season to come. But um, that that's that's all I can really do is recommend that to all of you who are listening. Just, you know, I get it. This time of the year is so boring because now that the draft's over, we got nothing for a long time. So, like, get up to date with things, you know. Uh, start watching these podcasts you know, watching these highlights, get to know these players that are coming in here because guaranteed you're going to be swooned and also buy a jersey like I'm most likely going to do. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I don't know, Don, what do you think? Man, watch our podcast. Listen to our podcast and be caught up to date on there. Chris and I will be back sporadically throughout the summer to talk about things, when they practice, when they're doing things, when things come up. Maybe we'll bring a guest on if we're feeling like we need to throw a podcast out because we don't hate it. We'll miss it. We'll come back for it. But, man, are we excited. Uh, People are sleeping on the Steelers, but wake up because it's Pittsburgh's time this next year. My expectations are through the roof for no Good reason. That's a mix of Yinzers. <laughs> That's going to do it for today's podcast. You can follow us on 
Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, LinkedIn, Grubhub, Pizza Hut Juniors, uh, Chuck E. Cheese Rewards, Holiday Inn Rewards, um, Motel 6, Backrooms. Chris, do you have anything else to say? Uh, as always, go Steelers. Best draft class in the NFL. Go Steelers. See you guys when we see you. Deuces. Peace.